Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Terry Slavin's with you on this beautiful Monday morning. And we have Life Planning 101 coming up right now on KETX KWBY. And Angela Kennedy Robinson joins us from up north. Good morning, Angela. Good morning. As uh, many of the families we know and work with know, uh, we have a a lot of families up here in Montana that uh, we get to work with. And we just picked one of the best months out of the year to go north. That's that's all we did. So (laughs) excited to be uh, be broadcasting the show from here, though, I have to say. And um, we got a great topic today. Uh, this is a topic I actually, when it came to mind, no, we need to do something on this because I get this question all the time, all the time. Um, and it comes in different forms and fashions, but it's the same question. And it's how much blank can I afford? How much house can I afford? How much car can I afford? How much horse trailer can I afford? Can I afford a second home? If so, how much? Can I afford an RV? If so, how much? And, you know, I think most of us as people, I mean, myself included, ask ourselves this question at one time or another, or <laughs> at least we should, right? Right. And honestly, though, the fear is, and I get this because of some of the responses that we've gotten in the past, that the majority of us really don't have a good answer to that question before we pull the trigger on these major purchases. And, you know, I've been telling Brett for years, I said, you know, if I just had the ability to make an app where you could say, Siri, how much house could I afford? Or Alexa, how much house could I afford? Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be awesome. (laughs) It would be so great. And the truth is, is there's calculators out there everywhere that, you know, you can Google how much this guy afford and it's going to pop up all of these calculators. But there's a lot of myths and a lot of things that don't work with those calculators, and we're going to tell you why those don't work on this show, they're good. They're a good starting basis. And if you know some of the right, you know how we're always saying, okay, it's not about the answer, it's about the question to ask. If you know some of those questions before you go to using some of these tools, they can work. But if you don't have those questions at hand, they don't work. And, you know, the hard facts behind it are these are major, major decisions for people. And I think, you know, I've said this on the show several times before. I cannot tell you how many plans we do. And usually people have too much house or they have a second home that if they decide to sell that or they decide to downsize their house, they will make it successfully in retirement and thrive. If they don't, they have too much house. They have too much second home. They have too much this, and they're never going to make it. It's not going to work, and it's a make-or-break situation. So you think, oh, well, that's okay. I can wait till retirement till that happens, but if you really think about it, that's an impact on retirement. How much of an impact is it on your entire life having too much something, right? major. Major, and I've seen it before. A lot of people say, well, I've got my home paid off. I don't have too much house. It's paid off. Two times, two times, we have witnessed people drain almost every penny of their retirement just to keep a house 
that was paid for, already paid for. Because there's so many continuing expenses that come with owning one of these major purchases, right? Right. I mean, your your house, it requires a ton of upkeep, much less the taxes, much less the bills, um, much less the HOA fees, whatever they are. Those are things you don't think about having such a major impact on your life, but they do. And, you know, the question is, is just because it fits in your monthly budget, does it mean it actually can fit in everything? And I always go back, okay, especially around Christmas time. If, well, now we have all this TV that we don't watch commercials anymore, right? <laughs> but when we did watch commercials, you think about car companies. They do an outstanding job marketing affordability, don't they? You can own this car for this many dollars a month, right? Yes. And how many times have you seen that over your life? Well, tons, tons. Tons, right? And what they're betting on is they're betting on that you're going to make an emotional decision about that car, right? Because you want the car. And you can justify being able to fit that into your monthly budget, right? Have you ever heard of the word buyer's remorse? Exactly, exactly. And just because you can afford that monthly payment doesn't really mean you can afford the car, the house, or whatever. And there's a great quote I ran across by uh, Charles Jaff. He says, it's not your salary that makes you rich. It's your spending habits. Think about that. Very good not point. Your, yeah, not the amount of income that you have coming in that makes you rich. It's your spending habits. If you are frugal, if you are you know, disciplined with where your dollars go, you're going to be successful and you're going to have money for your future. If you don't, well, you know, and it doesn't matter. I mean, I can tell you time and time again, I've seen, you know, families, uh, two families that should be pretty much identical. They retired from almost the same job, the same company. They had millions of dollars differences when they retired. Not no inheritance, nothing else to offset that. But why would that be? Millions of dollars. It's all in their spending habits. Right. It's all in the choices that they've made. And we don't think about that, but over time, those pennies, what is it Sam Walton always says? You save your pennies and your dollars will be there, right? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So over time, all those little pennies add up. And you think about the impact of that over a lifetime, it's massive. I had a landlord one time, and she said that I put all my change in my deep freeze, and I'm thinking nickels and dimes. No, she's talking about fives, tens, and twenties. Hard telling how many thousands of dollars she had in her deep freeze. Right. <laughs> yep, that's exactly right. I remember as a kid, we you know have a change pot, and we come in, you drop your things in there every day, and that's how you save to be able to go on vacation. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, it's you know, and, and the world is changing because we don't have change. No. <laughs> Debit cards don't give change anymore. So. That, that's exactly right. Exactly right. So this is so impactful. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. We're going to teach you how to know how much house you can afford, how much car you can afford, how much RV or horse trailer or second home or whatever it is that you can afford and what it actually means to be able to make these decisions, you know, and the impact that it has on the rest of your life. You're not going to want to miss it right here on Life Planning 101. Yeah, segment two of Life Planning 101 right here on this beautiful Monday morning. Terry Slavin's with you, and Angela Kennedy Robinson joins us. She has great information. Yes, we're talking about how much blank can I afford, right? You right. fill in the blank. House, car, second home, RV, whatever it is. And we all ask this question, but 
how many times do you actually pull that trigger with knowing the answer, feeling good about it, or, you know, having that buyer's remorse, or a few years later finding out, oh, my gosh, this is draining this, or years later finding out I'm not going to retire because of the decision that I made. And it happens all the time. You know, I, uh, I relate back to a story that um, we've got a little bit of a reputation in our small town between my dad and myself. We tend to drive around old Toyotas, right? Yeah, yes. <laughs> and I was having a conversation with a very successful gentleman one day, and the topic turned to vehicles and when to trade them and yada, yada. And I was fighting against needing to trade a vehicle. And he said, you know you can afford it. It's just a choice that you're making. And he was absolutely right. I could afford to trade. But at what cost? Where would it dip into my budget? Was it going to be taking care of my family? Was it going to be my retirement savings? What about my savings to spend so I could, you know, buy a vehicle down the road or do remodeling or whatever that is? You know, um, vacation dollars, giving. And after some thought, I'm glad he asked me the question because I didn't trade. I thought, eh, we can hold on to it. And any decision that you make in your 30s or 40s, you it can impact uh, what happens in your 60s. Absolutely. And people don't make sense to that because they see, oh, I can afford that $500 a month car payment. Well, sure you can. But that's also $500 a month that you could be putting back for that retirement. Very powerful. You know, and I once heard that you should spend your money on two things in life. And I've said this on a show so many times. Other people and experiences. Right. And there's a reason behind this. Giving is a gift that if you've ever given anything, you know, it's a gift that gives back, right? It brings joy to you to be able to do that. It's an experience in itself, and it's fruitful. And experiences are memories. Experiences are things that you will always have. They don't go away. And, you know, when you go buy that new car, how quick does that newness wear off? Pretty quick. Three months, six months. Whatever it is, right? It goes away. You buy a new pair of shoes. All you have to do is break a hill. <laughs> it goes <laughs> away. You know, things, the newness wears off of them. The excitement wears off of them at different times for different things. But, how, you know, sometimes we just want, 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 want for six months, eight months. We finally get it. And then after a couple months, it doesn't matter. The newness wears off. And then you and, want something else. And you want something else, right? But giving and experiences, that doesn't happen. Those things are things that you will carry with you forever. And I try to keep that top of mind every single time I pull out my credit card. And it's a hard thing to do. It's a really hard thing to do. You know, we live in a society today, and I quote Will Rogers on this. He says, too many people spend their money they earn to buy things they don't want to impress people that they don't like. <laughs> and that's what we live in. That's the society we live in as Americans. And, you know, I am the first to tell you that if you are successful congratulations and you should well deserve you know anything that you decide to do to go on those vacations to live how you want to live great wonderful do it but make sure that it's not going to affect your entire life in a sense of negative impact that you won't be able to even take care of yourself at a later point right and so many times we do that so many times we do that and, you know, like I mentioned um, in the first segment, there are so many calculators online you can just Google and say, how much car can I afford? And, I, you know, um, one of my favorite websites is, in fact, NerdWallet. I like NerdWallet a lot for a lot of reasons, but their calculators 
don't work. And and I haven't found a calculator that does work. And I'll tell you why they don't work. Is they ask you to input your obligation. Well, obligations to most people are things to the nature of my debt. Right. What I have to pay off on my credit card or my home or, or these. But what they don't put into your obligations is what your obligations actually are. And I think your obligations should include your priorities. So we're going to talk about this. We're actually going to go through what these priorities are and teach you how to use these websites, how to use these uh, calculators, because they are great. But you've got to treat your priorities as obligations in order to make them work. So, for example, let's talk about your monthly obligation to take care of your family. You know, what does it cost you for all of your insurances? Wouldn't that be taking care of your family? Yes. Having proper health insurance, right? Having the proper disability insurance. Having the proper house insurance, right? Auto, liability, life insurance. Are you going to need more of any of those things after you make that major purchase? If it's a home, my bet is more times than not, you will. Yes. A bigger house is going to mean more life insurance and certainly a larger homeowner's policy. But how many times do you configure that into the calculation when you're looking at what you can afford? Not often so, enough. No, not often enough. You know, what about your obligation to take care of what we call the old people you're going to be someday, right? How much do you need to be investing for your future? Will this be more because you've got a higher standard of living with major purchases. I was talking to my husband one time, and we were talking about, you know, our place and yada, yada, and he said, you know, I downsize, sell this, and I said, I said, you're crazy. I said, once you get accustomed to the standard of living that you want, you're not going to downsize. I've yet to see it. I think people downsize when they get to a health point in life where they can no longer take care of what they've got, and they need to downsize for that reason. But people don't just downsize when they retire. They don't do it. I don't see it. I'm sitting here racking my brain. Can't even think of an instance that it has happened. So by buying that bigger purchase, you're creating a bigger standard of living, which means you're going to need more in retirement. So not just the bigger house to pay the bigger bills right now, the HOA fees, the taxes, et cetera, but what about down the road when you're retired? How many times do we think about that? Not very often. No, we don't. You know, um, what is my monthly obligation to update my emergency savings? If you have a larger monthly need, guess what you're going to need to have? More emergency funds. More emergency funds, right? Are you factoring that in? Because emergency funds, you know, um, a mistake that I actually saw a, a pretty new young person in life make as of recent was they, they had done a great job building up this emergency fund, but uh, they had to use it. And they didn't allow room in their budget, their monthly budget, to be able to replenish that emergency savings if they need it. They got themselves in over their head on all of their obligations, so then they were having trouble replenishing them. And you got to think about that when you go make a major purchase and you've got a new $1,000 a month car payment or, you know, that second home that you might be able to afford everything that's on that rap sheet, but you forgot that you've now got to add six months of extra expenses or three months of extra expenses for all of those items. And how are you going to fit that into your budget? 
Well, I'll bet you're going to tell us when we come back from our break. <laughs> Thank you for the cue. <laughs> All right. We'll be back with more Life Planning 101 right here on KTX KWBY. All right, final segment, Life Planning 101. Angela? Yes, and we are talking about how much blank can I afford, right? Your house, car, second home, whatever that obligation is that you're wanting. And we were, you know, summing this up with, you can go to an online calculation, but an online calculation asks for your obligation. And what we forget to do is treat our priorities in life as obligations. You know, we say, oh, well, we can maneuver those things around. But your obligation to take care of your family doesn't go away. Your obligation to take care of that old person that you're going to be someday doesn't go away. Your obligation to up-to-date your emergency savings isn't going to go away. And there's two more things. What are your savings to spend me? You need to have your budget allow for it. You know, a lot of people get themselves into credit card debt because they forget this part of their plan, having a savings to spend. What does that mean? If you know you're going to want new appliances in the future, guess what you need to do? Be saving to spend it. Right. If you know you're going to want to do some house remodeling in the future, guess what you're going to need to do? Savings to spend. If you know you're going to go on this massive vacation in the future, guess what you need to do? Savings to spend. So, you know, making sure that that new budget can allow for that with all those new expenses is a big one. Otherwise, you're going to be upside down before you know it and you're going to be stressed out. And is it worth it? And then... What is your monthly obligation to the other priorities in your life? What about your family time, your vacation, your giving, your hobbies? You know, I think a lot of people live very stressed because they create such high levels of obligations in regards to their bills and their debt that they can't enjoy life. Their family can't enjoy life. And is it really worth that? Um, I found it interesting. I came across a study done by Caltech. And what they've done is they they had a set of consumers that they asked to sample all the selection of wine. The trick was is it was the same wine, and the consumers didn't know it. So each of the researchers gave the participants a different price point for each sample that they had. And they had an MRI machine that tracked, like, pleasure sensors. And what they found is that when people believed they were drinking pricier wine, they were happier. They enjoyed it more. That's Think amazing. That. Yeah. Had nothing to do with the taste, right? Right. So apply that irrational thought to the real world, to your world. How dangerous is that? And, you know, we talked about this before the break a little bit, but, you know, emotions tend to get the best of us when we want that new shiny object. We find every way to justify it, or at least I do, right? You know, we are Americans, and we have this in the shirt goes like to keep up with the Joneses in a sense. And there's nothing wrong with being successful, enjoying the fruits of your labor. But you've got to remember to keep it in check. What are really the most important things in your life today and looking into the future? Will your decisions to be able to purchase that be able to support those things? And if not, you might want to think about your thinking and go a different route. Now, I remind you of that quote we talked about by Charles Jack that says, it's not your salary that makes you rich. It's your spending habits. No matter how much you make or don't make, it's your spending habits that make all the difference. And, you know, when you go into, you know, finding out how much you can afford, I promise you can justify it. 
But when that new wears off and you're just left with that bill or that impact on your future, what's that going to mean for you? What's that going to mean for your wife, for your family? What if you don't even get to see that? And we've seen that a couple of times. You have two widows that there is way too little life insurance to take care of those ladies. And they struggle every single day because they cannot adjust to this new lifestyle that they are forced into because there wasn't enough there. They had too much house they had to sell and too little life insurance to be able to support the same lifestyle that they were accustomed to. Think about that. Powerful. Very powerful. It is. And we don't think about that. All we think about is, I can afford that. (laughs) I want that. But think again. It might not be worth it, right? Make sure you go to our newsletter, kennedy-financial.com. We've got these five priorities that you should treat as obligations every time that you go to make a major purchase and you figure out if you can afford what you're wanting to purchase or how much you can purchase right here on Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services. We thank everyone. Hope everyone has a blessed and wonderful week. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. The opinions expressed herein are those of the firm and are subject to change without notice. The opinions referenced are as of the date of publication and are subject to change due to changes in the market or economic conditions and may not necessarily come to pass. Any opinions, projections, or forward-looking statements expressed herein are solely those of the author, may differ from the views or opinions expressed by other areas of the firm, and are only for general informational purposes as of the date indicated. Securities offered through Calton and Associates Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, member Fenner SIPC, investment advisory services offered through Smart Money Group LLC, Kennedy Financial Services and Smart Money Group LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by Calton and Associates Incorporated.